What's going on, everybody? Good evening. Welcome to Big Blue Avenue. My name is Tom Scavetta. Uh, no Sam Cardona tonight, unfortunately. A personal matter came up at the 11th hour. Um, we'll have Sam back next week. Uh, very sad about that, but the show must go on. Appreciate everybody watching. A uh, quick friendly neighborhood reminder, make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Big Blue Avenue. We appreciate you all. Um, and quickly here, we do have a special guest on tonight. We will introduce her in just a moment. Um, but just want to quickly state that Giants are now one and two. We'll go over week three in just a few moments. We'll briefly recap it. We won't spend too much time recapping a game that happened six days ago at this point. I'll reveal my player of the week. We'll do a week four preview. We'll talk. Talk about, you know, a little bit of some series history. We'll ask Caitlin some questions, keys to the game, players to watch, and we'll make our score predictions. Obviously, this is a Julian Love revenge game this week, so very excited to talk about that. Um, Any comments, feel free to comment in the comment section with any thoughts or questions you may have for Caitlin or myself. Um, And let's welcome back Caitlin Brower from Third and Wine Caitlin, how are you doing? Thank you so much for hopping on tonight. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me again. I absolutely adore coming on Big Blue Avenue. You guys have been there for me since day one. I love listening to you guys. You're definitely one of my favorite shows out there for all things Giants. So I'm excited to be back. Thank you so much. Uh, Before we dive into stuff, third and one, new show (laughs) compared to last time. I've obviously... You know, real football fans, New Jersey holds a dear place in mm. your heart and ours as well. Um, but where can people find the newly branded third and wine? Not so new anymore, though. Yeah, I mean, so we tonight we actually did our 13th episode. Uh, so I had to do a quick refresh and I was wearing Alabama gear for that one. because I had an Alabama guest on. Uh, so I did a quick uh, changeover into my uh, Giants gear. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a couple months now. It's, uh, it's been going great. Uh, just rebranded to myself, bringing on creators and looking forward to getting on like analysts, players, former players, things like that. So I'm really excited for the shift. I'm really excited for the the new show, but yeah, you can find third and wine on, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, but I mean, I would just go to those, those three main spots to watch us live. And then also you can always find me at Caitlin Brower underscore on Twitter. Yep. There's the tags on Caitlin's name tag right there. Um, so it's been a while. I know we talk a little bit on social media sometimes, you know, just random thoughts about our giants but, uh, <laughs> last time we talked i believe we were previewing the vikings playoff game back in 2020 so I, was actually, I was on the draft show, the draft so show. that was the last time i was on so which is so interesting obviously because i got to see Deontay banks get drafted live on the show which was great i was so happy to be with you guys right. which i actually will i might tout him a little bit tonight so we'll see Banks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do remember that, your reaction to Banks. Um, it was either between him or Joey Porter Jr., potentially a corner. We yeah. saw that run of receivers right before Banks went. But um, I hate to start with this um, with you, Caleb, but the offensive line needs to be talked about. And unfortunately, yeah. it's been talked about for the past decade plus mm. at this point. 
New starters over the last two weeks. This week we saw a different group of players. Obviously, Andrew Thomas out with um, the ankle issue or the hamstring issue he's dealing with. And then uh, Ben Bredesen has left concussion protocol. He has cleared it, but he missed last Thursday night as well. So they went with Josh Azudu at left tackle, Shane Lemieux, John Michael Schmitz, our second-round pick at center, Marcus McKeithen at right guard, and then Evan Neal at right tackle, you know, your guy, the Bama guy. Um, Talk to me about the O-line and your thoughts on their performance in week three. You know, definitely more bad than good, but considering they did play one of the top D-lines in the NFL Mm -hmm. featured by Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave. Yeah, I mean, honestly, going into a game where you are facing those two players, especially a guy like Nick Bosa, there is going to be no denying that he's going to get after your quarterback. I was a little questionable of why we were having Bellinger line up in that certain play to have him as the key kind of blocking there. Uh, I love when a tight end can come in and block, but you're just not going to block a guy like Nick Bosa. No one is at this point. So, uh, but there was other key plays. You know, I do think Daniel Jones did have some decent time to kind of step back a little bit. Um, I do still think though that the line did not give him as much time as he needed and or block in specific areas, especially with the run game with a Saquon, an injured Saquon Barkley. You know, we have to prop Matt Breida up in other areas and other players up for success when you're, you're losing your star running back. And then also your quarterback has had seen some major pressure in the first two games already. So listen, there's what I question with the giants is that with the line always struggling Um, This has been like historical for us, as you've mentioned earlier. We're only moving guys when there's injuries. Move guys when they're not performing to your standard. That's what's really bothering me right now. And and I I was going to bring up Evan Neal, you know, later. I know we wanted to hit on some certain points. I want people to understand that Evan Neal might be my guy. And I'm thrilled that we took him. One of my biggest things from him with Alabama, though, is how athletic he was and how versatile he was. You could go back into the archives of Real Football Fantasy New Jersey, all the podcasts that I was on prior to that draft, talking up Evan Neal, talking about him afterwards, things like that. That's all I spoke about, how athletic he was, how light he is on his feet, and how versatile he was. The definition of versatile is that you can be in multiple areas. So if he's at right tackle right now and he's not really proving it to you, put him at guard, put him at left tackle, move him around and see what he can do for you. Cause I think you'd be pretty pleased. And I don't know what's going on behind the scenes during practice. Maybe they are moving around. They are like, please. But I look back to Eric flowers and I was so pissed the other day. Cause I saw someone compare him to Eric flowers and that almost sent me to the moon, like literally out of here because I hate Eric Flowers. But what bothered me so much with Eric Flowers is that we never benched him and he was horrific for us. But that's been a thing for the Giants. They'll move people around or have question marks only when there's injuries. Make big drastic decisions when people are just playing like pure shit. If people aren't performing for you, especially the offensive line that has been a question mark, do something about it. Make a statement. I that's I gotta say that. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. Uh Leonard Marshall's brother commenting, Kenny. It's he's a it's true fair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, He is very light on his feet, though. You bring up the weight. Um, He is very light on his feet, though. So I will, after watching him at at Alabama, um, I think they are trained to be that that way, though. But, yes, I I think he's very much so. uh, I get it, where you're coming from. But watch him. 
watch his little light on his toes. He's a big boy, but he can be light there. Yeah, I do agree with both of you. True tackle, but he does have guard flexibility. He played three different positions at um, Alabama. But what's up, Kenny? Thank you so much. A lot of his weight, though, comes from his height. So I want to bring that up as well. So six, seven. Yeah. Yep. We have, you have to account for that. What's up Tudo? massive salutes and respects from France. Very nice. Tudo tuning all the way in f- from France. I believe they're what? Six hours ahead, something like but that. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever puts you to sleep at night. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Larry Johnson saying hello. Um, hello. What's up, Larry? Garth. Us Chargers fans in a similar boat slash metal state as your Giants fans. Yeah, both one and two. Um, at least your team looked a little bit better on offense. Um, I think they look better, yeah. Worlds TV saying, let's go Giants. Appreciate you, Worlds. Um, our defense is your guys' offensive line. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we'll get into some more comments in just a few minutes, folks. Um Caitlin, I want to ask you, so what really stuck out to me on Thursday night um, was that the fact that Jalen Hyatt wasn't used, right? Okay. Uh, we saw Wandale come back. I don't know if Wandale took snaps away from Jalen or what it was, but it seems like every time Paris Campbell caught the ball, he was it was like catch, tackle, catch, tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, six catches for 24 yards is unacceptable. I mean, that's four yards a catch for a receiver, um, is Kafka just too vanilla? Is the line forcing Jones to get at the ball out super quick? Is it a combination of like 10 different things? I mean, yeah, it seems like everything is going wrong right now with that. Yeah. I was on a podcast before the season. Um, and I was like asked to like say one word about like certain phrases that the, the podcast had said, um, and it was a giant specific podcast and someone had said Mike Kafka and I just, Unfortunately, the words that came out of my mouth were replaceable. And when we saw Dable pick up the play calling, which he clearly was against Arizona, you saw the offense get this this little spark here and there. Um, I think I would say maybe against the Niners, it was 50-50. Half of them were by Dable, half of them were by Kafka. Um, I think that he is a little bit vanilla. I can definitely agree with that. What I question the most when it comes to the, the Giants offense for the last two years is that you look back on last season, who was the most consistent person that Daniel Jones was going to, uh, you know, throw, passing wise, Isaiah Hodgin. Great, great mm-hmm. season. Um, but he had so many other people around him that just kind of went blank and kind of went, you know, you didn't see them for a while. What I don't want us to get into again is Daniel Jones just finding one person. So maybe you're right with Paris Campbell. It was, it was, he was hitting him blank, hitting him blank, hitting him blank. But then there's no Jalen Hyatt, but Jalen Hyatt made a huge, like, show-stopping play the week before, and then are we never going to see him again in three weeks? We kind of saw that last year as well. I think he would hit Darius Slayton for a bazillion yards once in a blue moon. Uh, you know, we were all, like, waiting for Kenny Galladay to get a, any type of pass, anything like that. I don't want that. We built up the strength with Waller, with other wide receivers and everything for Dan, for Dan Jones. I almost said Daniel Dimes because I saw him in the chat. That should be his legal name, Daniel Dimes. Um, I, I just want him to connect with multiple people. And I'm not saying if there's five receivers for him to hit all five of them in a game, I just don't want them to go dark. 
So I'm very concerned that Jalen Hyatt didn't even get a single target in the last game. And I saw that trend last year. And now I think it's kind of carrying over going into week four. And I just don't want to see that again. Hmm. Valid point. Yeah. Um, Outside of Banks and Schmitz, a lot of rookies aren't playing. Um, The defense, it's possible. One of the takeaways from this game, despite all the missed tackles on defense, McFadden could be a starting linebacker uh, long-term potentially there. There's more good than bad with him. In my opinion, um, it looks like Leonard Williams might be back. Um, I thought he made some solid plays and mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts were about this. I, I, I read somewhere people need to stop watching the sack numbers when it comes to the giants, because in Wink Martindale's defense, this was an interesting stat that I I read. And I don't know if you agree with this or not. Personally, I don't even know if I entirely agree with it. Mm -hmm. So Matt Judon and Zadarius Smith, two elite edge rushers that played for Wink Martindale in Baltimore. Um, They did a little compare and contrast type of thing. So Matt Judon's played on multiple teams with Wink, his career high or his season high in sacks was nine and a half without Wink. 15 and a half now for, so that's a six sack difference with Zadarius Smith with wink eight and a half sacks was a season high without wink 13 and a half. Do you think there's any truth to that with players like Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, or do you think that's just more coincidental? Yeah. I mean, it definitely can be, um, coincidental but it's also you have to look at who's you know behind the scenes as well and that is Wayne Farndale you know we brought him on for a reason you're looking at his history you're looking at his playbook and you're looking at you know again the man behind the scenes there whoever said not to look at sack numbers I do definitely disagree with that for sure to have you know the first sack come last game, you know, the Giants are just known in history for having that strong defense and getting to the quarterback and making these big plays. I don't know about you, Tom, but when we make a sack, I am just like, hell, like it just, everything rushes out of my body. And to me, that is game changing. It doesn't put points on the board. It just makes you feel good. And you're, you, cause you got to the quarterback You broke through that entire line, that entire team. And you've got him down cleanly, of course, because the NFL we play in you're not allowed to touch the quarterback so but it just it changes the game it changes the momentum of course a pick a pick six changes it but a sack from a guy that you told to go and just go go fetch the quarterback go get him I love that and we are truly missing it and we've been missing it for a really long time and it's just the momentum that we need Kenny also loves your red hat. It reminds of the red jerseys a little bit. Remember those red jerseys? I I miss those red alternative jerseys. I must Mm. say, though, my funny story with the red alt jerseys is is that the Giants were going to the Super Bowl um, when Plaxico Burris obviously was a Dunna for us. And my mom bought a jersey for the Super Bowl. She did not have one. The only one that was left in at the time, I think it was Modell's. 
um, so they're not around anymore, uh, was a like extra, extra large Plaxico Burris, excuse me, red jersey. And she came home. She was so excited. She wore it to our Super Bowl party. Everything was great. The Giants win. Not even momentarily later, he shoots himself in the leg. And I told my mom to never, ever bring that jersey back out again. So <laughs> that is my red Giants jersey funny story. <laughs> Uh, that's uh it's that's not a, a pleasant one, one. no it's sure. funny it's um, not it's not the best <laughs> no yeah um hope you'll get a chance to destroy your lines to crush their spirits and yeah too no, you're right agree with that for sure um but yeah I, I really thought the giants really just need to tackle better overall um, oh it don't even get me started with that yeah. they need to learn how to just tackle it's it, yeah so Sam's not here tonight, but Sam and I, every week, we do our New York Giants Player of the Week. And this week, me and Sam chose Micah McFadden. Um, okay. Four, the four tackles for loss, um, leading tackler through three weeks and 12 blitzes. He's played 74% of the defensive snaps. What do you think of his performance playing next to Bobby O? I know he's missed a few tackles here and there, but for a fifth-round pick, he seems to be coming along. I think that's like you just hit the nail on the head there. Um, I like where the, he is positioned, and I just like what he's doing so far to just act like he's been there. Uh, that's one of the biggest things you can show when you're coming when you're transitioning from college to the NFL in certain positions. It's just act like you've been there, and I think he's really done that for us so far. And I just I'm very pleased with his play. Yeah, I mean he's not perfect by any means. I mean playing next to Bobby O will make anybody better. So right. But yeah, I think that's, I think I'm good on week three. I mean, if you told me, Caitlin, the Giants would be one and two through the first three games, I would say, honestly, that sounds about right. Right. It's, Dallas, it's not, I never thought us we were good to be three and oh. I, I did mm-hmm. have a lot of confidence going in against Dallas. So I must say that game was a, and I do like to say that I want to throw it away and never look at it again. Um, maybe the game in detail, I would never want to look at it again. Um, I just think the overall loss, you know, hits kind of hard because I actually did. And I think a lot of Giants fans real. And I think a lot of non-Giants fans realistically thought it could could be a game um, and could have been a W for us. But No, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought Dallas could have been a win before the game started, of course. Once it started, yep, that's out the window. Um, it was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to look forward to, though, for this Giants team with week four coming up. 11 days without right. Giants football during the season is not easy. It's like the Giants have two bye weeks this year, no? <laughs> yeah. A host in Seattle. It sucks. It yeah. does suck. Yeah, it's kind of like, especially after a loss, too. But they needed it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's funny though because I say they needed it, but I also get a little nervous that we haven't played in so mm-hmm. long. That also freaks me out because it's like, even like when when the NFL decided to eliminate that other preseason game, like that got me a little nervous. You know what I mean? It just I get a little nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a good thing because like they need to like reset mentally, but like physically, they're not physically playing another team and this many days, I, I get a little nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a fair assessment. I, yeah, definitely worried about the lack of, you know, days that they've played, but they, as you said, they do need the rest. Andrew Thomas 
Ben Bredesen, will they play in week four? Right now, they're both on track. Thomas said he's good. Thank goodness. I hope so. Yeah. And Bredesen, too. I mean, he's light years ahead of Lemieux and Glowinski. So. Shane Lemieux, what a TBT, honestly, to have him play last week. So I low-key forgot what he looked like, to be honest. <laughs> so when he took the field, I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't played much since 2020. That's the thing. Like, I was like, oh, like, I just, like, the long hair threw me. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the hell does Shane Lemieux look like? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he cut, did he cut his hair? I think he cut it. Well, no, well, he walked he, on the field with out. the long hair. Oh. So I was like completely like, I think he had long hair in 2020. You're right. He might have cut it while he was like doing whatever in between. But yeah, I was completely thrown. I was just like, wait a minute. Shane Lemieux. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, the fact that he's still on the team is a miracle, in my opinion. I, but I don't even know. Here nor there. Um so this week, Giants are favored by one and a half at home. A tough loss out in Seattle last year. Two possessions right before the bye week. They lost 27 to 13. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks have had our number lately. They've won five out of yeah. the last six meetings. So it's, it's been a while since the Giants won. In fact, the Giants haven't beaten them at home since 2008. It's always a tough game. It's, it's, it's like a low-key tough game, like you had just said. Like, I think people like to sweep it under the rugs. It's not a, you know, division rivalry. It's not some. It's not someone like the Jets, who we always go will go against in the AFC, and we want to beat them. Like, it's an mm-hmm. NFC team that you're right. It's low-key every time we, we meet them. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy game. Uh, you know, Geno Smith coming in. Kenneth Walt, that offense is elite. I mean, they scored they scored 37 points last week against Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker had two touchdowns, I think. Yeah. So what are you most concerned about when it comes to Seattle? I think just going into week four, my biggest concern is playing from behind. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a big, big behind. Um, what we saw with, you know, Arizona, like we made some pretty big plays offensively. And I think our defense was like kind of able to match, but like keep that momentum going. Unfortunately, with the Niners, we were trying to make offensive plays, but then our defense couldn't match it. You know, we were never could get a third down play. And it was like third and like 15, third and 20. Mm-hmm. Like they were long third and at, and then we just couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. So the defense wasn't matching the offense, but we were still playing from behind. Uh, so my biggest concern going into this week is us, you know, really falling behind in the beginning and trying to catch up. Yeah, I think that's key. First three weeks, they've fallen behind early. So, yeah. Um, well, Dallas, I'm not even it's, that was there was no comment yeah. from that. So. <laughs> I think we all accepted that early on. But obviously with Arizona, yeah. it was doable. We were able to come back. With the Niners, though, it just it wasn't realistic again with what I was explaining. The defense not fully matching the offense. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's valid. Obviously, our offensive line a little bit healthier. We suspect. One question I had for you: a lot of Giants fans are torn on this one. Marcus McKeithen expected to stick at right guard, and they'll bench Josh Azudu with Bredesen and Thomas coming back, but. Brian Dable said something interesting in his presser today. Azudu can play four different positions, his flexibility, both tackle spots 
in both guard spots. So you think McKeithen's the right move? I mean, he seems to be doing not terrible thus far. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about versatility with Evan Neal earlier. So, again, if you're going to give me a guy on the line that you can move around and you can test, I'd rather take that over someone who is stuck within their their one position. Yeah, I I think, too, with Neal, right, if that transition to guard ever comes, it can't come until the offseason, if they do decide to do that. Yeah, um, I mean, if we go on, like, a I don't want this in any way, shape, or form, yeah. like a – Three game losing streak. I say fuck it at that point and just do it. Mm. Kenny thinks we'll beat them. I hope so. Looking at the schedule, we have to. I mean, we've, there's Miami. no option. There really is no option. And I, the fact that, like, I had so much joy in watching Miami this past weekend. Like, that was a thrill. But, like, creeping up in the fourth quarter was that we play them in two weeks. And I just wanted to plummet out the window because mm. <laughs> it's all fun and games yeah. until you're the team getting scored 70 points on. Sure. Um, yeah, there were a lot of fun games Sunday. Uh, I saw you pick the Cardinals over the Cowboys before. So the I picked, so my lock was the dolphins and my upset was the Cardinals. So I will tell myself for that one. <laughs> yeah. I did. I'm doing pretty well with my picks this season. I'll have to tally them up before I, I do my fourth week tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I was pretty confident that uh the Cardinals actually would upset Dallas. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. So and I will I'll tell myself that. I think I was very much shitting on them coming into the season. Um mm-hmm. and then watching it firsthand with us um well i mean obviously watching them against the commanders week one i was like oh okay i I didn't think either team was good so i was Mm -hmm. like maybe this is just a crappy matchup and then us and i was like oh god are we really are we really this bad but then against dallas i was like okay well maybe the, the cardinals are just i don't think they're good still i just don't think they're as poor as people maybe we're seeing so, but it also sucks for them. They had to go up against the NFC East three weeks in a row. <laughs> sure. Imagine if we were all yeah. like really, really good now too. That would suck even more for them. But <laughs> yeah, um, they gave us in Washington a run for our money, and then they beat Dallas. So yeah, incredible stuff. As long as they beat Dallas, that's all that matters. So that's right. Pull yeah. off that Eagles win for us randomly. That'll be fun too. <laughs> we'll see. I doubt it, but please try. Just try. It would be lovely. It would definitely be lovely. Um, Next question here I have is defensively, um, who do you think has stepped up in the first three weeks? Um, It could be somebody you haven't expected. Um, I know you're a big McKinney fan for obvious reasons, the Bama uh, connection there. Who has really caught your eye and, you know, that you really liked? Yeah, I'm going to like take a pause on Xavier McKinney and kind of just look at things in a little bit more detail. I understand it's been a a tough couple weeks, you know, for the defense, for him in particular, other people. Um, Listen, I got to give it up to the guy we talked about earlier and talked about the fact that I was on for the draft. I got to give it up to Deontay Banks. I think that he's been all over the place for a rookie and you're hearing his name more often than not. Um, I think that he's doing good in one-on-one matchups, especially with the deep ball down the field. 
you know, unfortunately he did, you know, get hurt, but it's, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it is fortunate that it's just like a deep bruise apparently. So we're going to see some of Deontay Banks back with us. I think it's going to turn out to be a really good pick for the Giants. And again, this this young kid, we're just we're seeing him kind of all over the place, but we're seeing him in key areas too. So I just got to give it up to him uh, for the first three weeks. Yeah, uh, I do too. Um, I was going to pick Pinnock before all those missed tackles last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, but also too, I, I don't want to take away from what he's done either. I know last yeah. week was a little bit rough, but... You want to hear something crazy about the Pinnock uh, thing? So I was looking at Julian Love because now he's on the Seahawks. It's a Julian Love revenge game this week. And remember the offseason? They're like, oh, yeah, Love around six to seven million per year for him Mm -hmm. as the complimentary safety to X. Well, we dodged a bullet there. As much as I liked him, uh, he has allowed a league leading 292 yards on coverage over the first three weeks, 42 more yards than any other defender in the NFL. Um, Pinnock, on the other hand, has allowed just 90 yards and a 75 passer rating. So we're paying Pinnock less than a million. We're paying him like 800,000, I think, to play this year. And Love's getting paid 6 million. And the production is night and day. Yeah, it definitely is. I I will say, though, that Julian Love is doing – I think he's doing his job in Seattle. I think you're right, like, with the stats you just pulled up there. Um, I did definitely want to call him out, saying that, you know, I I want to keep an eye on him, especially this weekend with being the revenge game. And I want to keep an eye on him in the weeks moving forward. But, you know, he – you know, you did did hear his name, you know, on the TV – uh, yeah. The last three weeks, so it, he's not invisible. Um, but I, I, it was a tough one to lose. But I think the the numbers that you would just point out there, especially monetary wise, because the NFL is a business, um, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then two, they get Jamal Adams back, so maybe that'll help. Plus, Seattle's defense overall yeah. is just not good, to be honest. Um, we got to take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, they gave up. 27 points to the Panthers, 360 passing yards to Andy Dalton last yeah. week. That, that's a lot. <laughs> and they were not um, planning. You know what I mean? They were, they were planning for, they weren't planning for Andy Dalton. So <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I really like Bobby O. I really do. That's I the do player well. for me yeah. that I'm watching. He's one of my favorite players on defense. He had that forced fumble that we didn't recover. That was the closest thing this defense had to a turnover the first three weeks, other than possibly picking off Brock Purdy three times on that first drive. I know. <sighs> that that hurt. That hurt because that could have mm-hmm. turned the game. They were out. there. I think like one of my first like tweets of the night, I was like, the pick is there. It's there. Like yeah. you could feel it. Mm-hmm. It just never came. So now that we've kind of talked about a few players here and there, what are one to two key matchups you're looking for against Seattle? Like I'm looking at John Michael Schmitz against the defensive line, the interior defensive line. That's one matchup I'm looking at, but I want to hear what are you looking at specifically? Yeah. So let's, like I, I said, I wanted to put a pause on Xavier McKinney. You know, let's resume that here and let's give him his time to redeem himself. I'd, I'd love for him to make some big plays, you know, say against mm-hmm. a guy like 
you know, DK Metcalf. I don't know if they're going to be paired up against each other, but what something I've seen with Xavier McKinney in the last three games, and some people might not want to admit it because they want to call out the missed tackles, things like that. Tom, he's all over the field. Mm-hmm. 29 is everywhere. I don't know what position he's playing at this point on defense. His numbers, but is that a good thing or bad? He's just, he's everywhere. So I want to call that out because I, I personally think that's a that's a positive thing from him being a captain and being a leader. He's seeing where the ball is just running to it. Maybe he's missing opportunities, not staying in his, his area where he's supposed to be, but he is all over the field. So if he can like maybe like dial in a little bit more for us and like really hone into where he's supposed to be, we might see some more activity and some more positivity from here and there. So I'm going to call revenge game for him here and show the people what you're made of, why we picked you, why you're, you know, a very good safety in the league and why you should be where you're doing. And maybe he will get paired up against a DK and show it what it is. Don't let that big guy get the ball. I don't want him getting the ball. I don't want his marching his big ass into that end zone. So like get him. So that's, I'm kind of interested in seeing that and maybe just who else he's, he's paired up against in the game, who they choose to. And my hope is that, you know, Banks comes back because I wanted to call him out as well. Cause I'd like to see his matchup also. It's, it's the defense. I, I mainly, yeah. I like your call out for sure. Um, but I, it's a, I'm still looking to see a lot from our defense. Yeah, and that's a good pick, too, because you mentioned Metcalf. Well, last week he went off. He had six he catches for 112 yards. I mean, Lockett had two touchdowns. I don't, don't want to double him. I don't want to send all of our players to him. I just want solid mm. man I just want solid man coverage. I don't want to put all our resources on one. I don't think he deserves it. But if he's going to do what he did last week, when you yeah. fail to the man coverage, we're going to have to. Yeah, either whether it's Banks, McKinney, um, I would avoid Hawkins. Yeah. Um, Adori, I don't know. Adori probably gets a locket, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, That's a good matchup, too, actually. He'll travel now that with I think him. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then X will, you know, con- contract year for X. I mean, he'll be back. I mean, I, I don't think there's a world where he uh, doesn't come back. But. I don't know. There's a lot of definitely, you know, skepticism right now. But and listen, I don't blame you. I, I, I don't blame the people that are skeptical about it. Like, I think it's it's funny. Like, I get thrilled when the Giants take Alabama players. And, and I think a lot of the times it's, you know, it's me getting pinned up against, you know, you know, they're I love these guys. I know where they've come from. But like it's I, I understand when they're not performing. And I can openly admit that. Um, so unfortunately, I've had to face the facts with two of my favorite people thus far this season. So, Yeah. Um, so we'll just ignore my dog in the background nesting. Um, oh, it's okay. My yeah. Mine's on the couch over here. He's been oh. good, though, but he's got distractions. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this red sangria keeps me sane right now so obviously uh, cheers yeah third and wine i had to bring out the drink (laughs) of Uh, course yep um two players to watch from each team we will start with seattle who are it could be one on each side of the ball if you want to throw an honorary third in there you can but who are the two players from seattle that you're thinking yeah they're they're gonna be a big problem yeah you mentioned him earlier um you know kenneth walker is is 
big with the run right now. He's he's doing big things. Uh, he's having great games for them. But it comes to a Giants defense to where can we tackle? Can we stop their run game? I'm not 100% sure. Um, and then I, I, I know that, you know, it might not be someone that we're terrified of, but I, I did mention it earlier. I just, I, I want to keep an eye out for Julian Love, to be honest. You know, he might have a couple notes here against us this weekend. And his name has been mentioned for the last three weeks. While the, you know, numbers, stats haven't been great, like you had said earlier, compared to a guy on our team, he's still doing his job in Seattle and he might bring it up a notch against his former team. Not that there's any bad blood or anything, but you always want to show off when you're facing your former team and kind of just saying, hey, this is where I am now. This is what I'm doing. So while it might not be something that all Giants fans are scared of, I am definitely keeping my eye on him from Seattle. But Kenneth Walker, I think we can all agree on, we should be keeping our eye out on big time. Kenneth Walker scares me too. Um, yeah. Two touchdowns last week. He's he's lethal. He's very good. Um, their backup's good too. Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Yeah. Rookie, he's, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point on Walker and Love, yeah, two solid picks. I, I agree. Um, four touchdowns for Walker through three games. So he's a red zone threat. Takes a lot of pressure off of Geno. Yeah. Um, Gino's taking care of the ball very well. He two, is. I will admit that. Yeah, for the last three games, we're seeing that. Just one pick. He's thrown two ninety five or more in each of the last two games. Uh, again, Metcalf and Lockett helped the case, but he's not just throwing to them. He's throwing to Noah Fant. He's throwing to Will Disley. Yeah. The two tight ends, and we know how we are against tight ends, right? <laughs> we can't even. We can't defend them. We can't produce them. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Or definitely can't do anything against them. struggle there. So. And um, two specific ones for Big Blue. This is like it's not um, for Seattle to be scared of. It's for mm-hmm. just me as a Giants fan locking in on their performance in week four. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, big one. Um, I got to see. What's going on there? I will admit, last game, listen, and I think in Arizona too, I saw some instances. He had like two to three guys on him at some time. Like they were not letting him through. So like I understand like the the hate and like everything that's going at him. Like, what are you doing? I, I swear they were zooming in on on plays last week, and it there he literally had three guys just on him. No one's breaking through that. I'm sorry. Like so but I, I need him to find the opportunities to break through. Um, so I'm really honed in on his performance. Um, really the details of it uh, this coming Monday night. And then Daniel Jones. Um, it's going to be a lock-in for me to look at him every week this season. Um, I love how excited he gets when we make a big play. I love that we're still seeing his arm. I love that we're still seeing the run game from him when he runs he's like a gazelle and it's easy for him he just slides through it's like how the hell did that kid do that but he did it and i love i tweeted i think last year i always retweet it still to like this day because last year he took a lot of games into his own hands and it was like i tweeted like daniel like 
quote, I'll do it myself, Jones. Like, yeah. And I, I saw that in Arizona. Like, he was doing it himself. And, like, he tried to last weekend, but it just wasn't breaking through. So um, I have a lot of eyes on him. And, again, these are not two picks where I think Seattle should be scared and should be looking out. I'm just personally looking out as a Giants fan at these two individuals coming into week four. Yeah, I'm with you on both. Um, Daniel Jones is a great pick, too. I mean, the Seahawks run that 3-4. Boya Mafe, Uchenna Nwosu. These are no-name guys who produce. Um, mm-hmm. And the O-line shouldn't be overwhelmed, but they did have three sacks and 11 QB hits last week. I mean, we've talked about Daniel Jones being under pressure. These stats are alarming. Under pressure on 47% of dropbacks. 27 pressures in under two seconds, nearly twice as many as the second worst team. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. (laughs) No one is more than 13 under two seconds besides us. Yeah. And we have double the amount. Terrible. Not good. Um, I'll call it how it is. I mean, three of his four picks have been dropped passes, two of them by Saquon, one by Waller, you know, so – Corey Allen saying we need, I guess he's saying more pressure on the QB. Yep. Pressure yeah. Gino with Tibbs. Please. That came it. last week. It came last yeah. week. Just one though. I'm looking for like two a game, three a game. This is actually mm. just from him. You do. Like sexy Dexy get in there. Come on, oh, guys. Yeah. Come on. Well, I Where's think the problem. Been? Yeah. Aziz is the guy that just can't get on the field. Yeah. And that's a huge issue. Like, yeah, it's big for us. He would take more pressure off of Thibodeau. He would, yeah. Which is making me think, should we draft an edge rusher early in next year's draft? Because our depth is Jihad Ward. That's it. I'm not including Taman Fox and O'Shane Zimenez, five years in the league, can't set an edge. He's not good. So, right. Uh, we do have Isaiah Simmons, though. I should acknowledge him. He's been solid. New to the team. He's kind of like. Still yeah. new. Like brand spanking new. new. I'll give him like a hot second. Like, it's okay. <laughs> so I'll give my two players from Seattle. Uh, I'm going with Bobby Wagner. Back with the yeah. Seahawks. Spent some time with the Rams. He's a linebacker who can tackle. By the way, Um, folks, he's really good. If you don't know him, he's been in the league for over a decade now. Um, Yeah. He's still a top 10 linebacker in the league. Easy. Uh, It's not debatable. He's that good. Um, I like him a lot. And then I would say DK, but I'm going to go with Walker as well. Yeah. Um, We can't stop the run. We can't. No. And he just no, slides right in, like I said. Just, nothing else, he, else to say. Yeah, he finds a way, and he yeah. will. Uh, very, I don't even want to call him, like, underrated, but I just feel like when the running back conversation does come around, people just sometimes don't mm-hmm. mention him. And I'm like, really? Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Seattle was tough. I had like five or six players I was considering, like a couple honorary guys. I will mention yeah. Jordan Brooks. Their other linebackers, really good. Good against the run. Devin Witherspoon, their first-round pick. 
He's been a bit hot and cold for them so far. And then another corner they have a reserve, Trey Brown, who is a turnover I almost brought, yep. machine. I almost brought Trey Brown as well. Um, I do know he has a concussion. Am I wrong? He No, I think you're right, actually, with him. I, I think knew he, he got hurt. Something happened. I think he got a concussion. I did almost um, bring him up as well. But he, um, I think he, he left the game. I, I It might be, I don't know. That's the thing with concussions these days. I feel like even if you bop your head a little bit, you're out just for whatever reason. I mean, which makes sense. Don't get me wrong. You are correct, by the way. Yeah, I did definitely almost um, bring him up because he is someone, too, that is just, again, the name for three weeks popped up. He's He's been over there, so. And that sucks, too. I mean, so he'll probably be out against the Giants. It, I mean, I guess it depends, obviously, yeah. how long he's in protocol for um so if he's out i mean better for us but once he comes back he's still you're right he's a he's a, good, it's a very good call out yeah he has a sack pick force fumble he's done yeah. a lot right um, for the giants i want to see what darren waller can do i think we all do to be honest he has 12 catches for 132 yards through three weeks would love to see him get into the end zone oh i would that I think just I think like that would be electrifying for everybody. Mm-hmm. He has like, welcome to. to New York, Darren. Yeah, where you get crucified if you don't I, score a <laughs> touchdown by week yeah, two. Don't give me another Kenny Galladay for the love of God. <laughs> and my I second one is that. Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, no, You're no right. more we Kenny just Galladay. About, yeah, no, we just but we just talked about you know. Dr. Lawrence, you know, you got to get in there, do that. You know, I think, I don't know if it was against the Cowboys or Arizona. It probably was Arizona because the Cowboys just sucked in general. Um, Mm -hmm. He made a play and he like didn't do his dance and it made me so upset. Like, was he not excited? Like, where's that emotion? Like, you know, that gets us fired up. Like, you know, that gets your team fired up. So like, do it, do the dance. Yeah, I love when he does the dance, and with him, too, with this defense. What's interesting is the defense has the fifth-best pass rush win rate. Is this Mm -hmm. because of high blitz frequency, or is it legit like the Giants are beating their matchups and just not getting sacks? You know, that's what I want to know. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Because Dexter's good. Like, the Seahawks O-line is not good on paper, but these guys are tough, under-the-radar guys. Their starting center was a giant, Evan Brown. He was in a right. UDFA at SMU. He played for the Giants. He'll be going up against Dexter Lawrence on Monday night. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll lead us to this one, Caitlin. We've talked a lot about several players – I want you to steal a player from the Seahawks and put him on the Giants. You don't have to swap anybody. Just take a random player who, who you want on the Giants that they can really use. I would say Kenneth Walker, to be honest. I think that having like dual running backs is very powerful. I think people are really diminishing the running back game right now and the run game and things like that. But you see how detrimental it is to a team that doesn't have a run game. Um, and it just sucks. So I think right now, like anything can happen. Saquon Barkley is injured again. Will he be back for Monday night? Probably. But if we could have, like, I think back to the days when I know, obviously, um, Kareem Hunt just came back to, um, 
the Browns. But remember when him and Nick Chubb were just back to back with each other? Like that was yep. incredible. Like no one could stop that run game. And everybody wanted that. Was Nick Chubb better? Of course, but they were still equally just like on the field being a powerhouse. So Again, I, I know the run game and running backs are being diminished, but I would love to have someone of that stature next up to Saquon Barkley, and that would be really cool in my opinion. It's definitely a good pick. Um, for me, I thought about offensive line, but the Seahawks, to me, don't have any old linemen worth stealing. I wouldn't, yeah. No. So I'm going to roll with edge depth here and – Take Boya Mafe because he, he's a good yeah. second-year edge rusher who stays on the field. He hasn't gotten hurt, um, and yeah. he'll see a lot of Evan. That's Neal. a plus. <laughs> yeah, he'll see a lot of Evan Neal. He has, I think, I have the stat here. Actually, he has, I think, one and a half sacks through three games. He's gotten some good pressure on QBs, so we'll see. We'll see what he can do. Um, which um, leads us to our game predictions. You know, we've gotten through a lot so far. Giants really need this one. Daniel Jones, what is he, 1-11 in primetime? We're going to stop playing primetime games. We won, like, one playoff game. They're like, throw the Giants on every primetime game. <laughs> what is it? So we had Dallas, San Fran this Monday, then yeah. Buffalo's primetime as well. Yes, and then what do we play on Christmas? Play on against Christmas. the Eagles. Um, and I want to say we play on New Year's Eve as well. <sighs> yeah, I know. I someone reminded me. I think yes. yesterday that the Christmas game, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Wow. Here's a loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a big fat loss. Um, yep. Yeah, so I just, I, yeah, the primetime games, really, I just, I hate them so much. So, and I might be there on Monday too. So please don't make me upset, Giants. Please don't. Yeah. So do you do you think they pull it out? Or I mean, one and a half point favorites. Uh, I, it's still early in the week. I don't know who's going to play or who's not. Like I don't. If Saquon plays, if Thomas plays, for sure, I think we. Yeah. Him. Yeah, so I'm going to go along the lines that we do get those guys back and we are looking pretty good after 11 days. Um, so I'm going to go with Giants win 24-17. Uh, to 17. That's a good pick. Um, what's interesting to note, too, is the Seahawks have not gotten their first-round rookie receiver, Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, involved a lot in their offense. I think there is potential for him to get more opportunities in this game with a lot of the mm-hmm. attention focused on Metcalf and Lockett. The Giants' yeah. corner, the cornerback depth past the first three is not very good. So yeah. I'm a little concerned about that. But ultimately, I think the defense bends but doesn't break. I have the Giants also scoring 24 points, but I have Seattle scoring 20. The Seahawks okay. have given up. 27 or more 28 no 27 or more their first three games of the season so yeah i think we all right just go under that so yeah yeah i mean looking at that average now i can maybe knock mine down to like 2017 but i'll stick with yeah i'll talk with 24 17 cool 
also very, very close. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, no, this has been great. I think the, the only other thing was I, I just really, really hope that those four players play, the big four, Aziz, Saquon, A.T., and Ben. Those four have, have to play. Um, yeah. for us to be victorious. So I agree. We, we will see, uh, Caitlin, any final thoughts here? Feel free to plug your podcasts. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I know a little rough tonight without Sam was hoping to have her on as well. She always looks forward to having you on our show, <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't meant to be, but I mean, this has been an absolute blast and I'm looking forward to Monday night. Absolutely. No. And I love Sam. You know, she's doing all good things. Um, So happy to see her still, you know, working with you guys, working on her own stuff. Absolutely love her. Love everything you guys are doing at Big Blue Avenue. And thank you so much again for having me. Um, You guys can find me at Twitter um, at Caitlin Brower underscore and then uh, at Third and Wine on all of your favorite, you know, social media outlets, all your favorite podcast outlets. Like I said, we did record tonight. So you can see a new episode uh, locked and loaded on Spotify. Apple podcast tomorrow. Um, if you guys are on September 28th, so you'll see that, uh, it's all things it's, I'll give you a teaser. It is all things, Alabama and saints football. So, uh, if you are an Alabama fan, if you're a New Orleans saints fan, definitely tap in, but some really good insight there. Uh, but absolutely been a pleasure coming back on again. Um, I just, I, I love being here with you guys and it's been, you know, again, really awesome. And I'm so happy to be on again. Absolutely. I, I hope Tommy Rees and Tyler Bookner aren't letting you down too much. Um, I, I, I feel your pain on, on that. They, uh, <laughs> they both made me angry the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm with you, but um, <laughs> Bama's not Bama right now. So it's all right. We're well, all make right. it. <laughs> we will survive. <laughs> yeah. I, you will be okay. Reese isn't the worst, but um, yeah, if you like to check out any Notre Dame content as well, or college football content, um, check me out with Andy Hopper and Brian McArdle tomorrow night on from the stand sports us. After you check out Caitlin on third and wine, check it out on Twitter. And I believe YouTube as well. I saw it yep. up on, on there. Um, but Caitlin, thank you so much again for coming on. Appreciate all the support. If you want to catch more Big Blue Avenue content outside of our live streams, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Big Blue Avenue, where you can find Sam and I weekly. Appreciate you all watching tonight. And without further ado, let's go Big Blue. Let's go Giants.